Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What today actually gives us a, a chance to do is finally have the full Honda McCord conversation because, you know, we've had the conversation post-game mostly. And, you know, we're talking about, like, the nuance of his gameplay. But I think it's been really interesting just to take stock of, like, Kyle McCord and his performance tells the statistical tale, which is, if you look at the stats, are comparable to some of the best statistical lines in college football. But then you compare it to to the eye test. And this is a moment, listen, I got to be honest with you, Spencer. I start this maybe as a hypocrite. Like, to me, when it comes to evaluating Ohio State overall, the eye test does not matter. You've won. You've got a top 10 margin of victory. You've got more quality wins than any of the other teams in the top five. So that, to me, like, bleep the eye test. Bleep the fact that Kyle Manungai just ran for 100-plus yards on you. Bleep the fact that that game really was close until, like, the fourth quarter. No, I don't care. You've done it. You've passed every test. Whereas with McCord, I'll be honest, this is where the hypocrisy comes in. I think you look at McCord and you say, well, statistically, everything looks hunky-dory. But I think when you go to the eye test, there's just a lacking dynamism. I don't even know that's a word. Um, It's just not dynamic, and that's obvious. Yeah, I think um, I, I think you're 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 on the right track with it because it's yeah, like you can look at the stats numbers show, but as we know, Nick, as people who cover multiple teams, you know, locally here in Northeast Ohio, but obviously the Buckeyes as well, like it's about more than just what the stats say. And I think with McCord, that's the case. Like, yeah, there's the the numbers are fine, they're 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 good, they're they're solid, but we know that every couple plays he had for every awesome, you know, drop in the bucket sideline throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. that we were, we've sat there and been like, oh, wow, that's like a C.J. Stroud throw. There's also been, you know, three or four turnover-worthy plays that either they get the lucky bounce and it doesn't end in a pick or it it, it ends up in the dirt or something and it, it it's they avoid a disaster. But, yeah, I, I think the eye test matters here. The numbers are certainly part of the conversation, but they can't be the whole conversation. And I do think it's it's an interesting as, – as we talk about this team in the landscape of the college ball playoff, we have always kind of already agreed that McCord might be the one thing that holds you back. Um, and I'm interested to kind of dissect that some more. I actually – so I, I pulled this up last night. I was kind of looking through this. I wanted to compare – because at the beginning of the season, Nick, I kind of said that I thought if McCord – my thought was that, yes, the Buckeyes probably have lesser play at quarterback than they've had in recent years. I wasn't trying to say that any of these guys were going to be C.J. Shroud, Dwayne Haskins, et cetera, Justin Fields. But I said that I trusted Ryan Day to – I've always trusted Ryan Day with, like, quarterback play. Like, that's one thing I don't worry about with him, where we can talk about, like, going forward on fourth down or red zone or, you know, if he's, if he's, if he's clenched the entire game or whatever, if he's coaching tight – like that, that's one thing, but I do trust him with the quarterbacks. 
that he's bringing in. So I kind of said, like, we've seen teams go out and win national championships with quarterback play that was above average. Stetson Bennett. <clears throat> yes. Well, Sorry, and that, 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 yeah. Listen, that's the perfect name to bring up because I, I pulled up by comparison their stats. And again, this wasn't going back and looking at the tape of Stetson Bennett that year and seeing some things. And it does come with the caveat that Stetson Bennett, you mentioned dynamism. And if he's dynamic enough, Stetson Bennett could run a little bit more. He was more athletic, I would say, than what we've seen from Kyle McCord at this point. But you look at the numbers in 2021 when they won the national championship. Now, his his last year there, which he felt like he was there for like seven years, um, he only was there for four, surprisingly. But he didn't graduate, which was weird. Um, 4,128 yards passing was the last year he was there. But that was like a year he was very much in rhythm and kind of figured things out. The year before that, though, where they still won a national championship, he had – 2,862 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. If you look at McCord's numbers right now, he's already at 2,352 yards, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. Again, eye test matters, context matters. I I didn't go back and watch every play of Stetson's been a career, Stetson's been a 2021 season, but I think like if he's on par with that, why can't they be in the national championship conversation with a guy like Kyle McCord if some of these other things come along here in the next couple of weeks? I don't think it's that you can't. I just think that the quarterbacks become so important in college football because yeah. it's not that the running game has been minimized in any way. It's just that the passing game, you know, that high school influence has in, in the spread concepts, that's just become the thing where like the number one thing you have to have to be truly in the national title picture. And it's almost the get out of jail free card is a dynamic quarterback. You know, that's Caleb Williams, right? And now what we're finding out is Caleb Williams has a dog-ass defense, and now all of a sudden they're completely out of the playoff picture after the Utah loss. But, like, Bo Nix. Like, Bo Nix is not a – he's not the most dyna- – he's not – I don't know that Bo Nix is a, a, a top 64 pick in the NFL, but he's still a dynamic quarterback. Michael Penix Jr., maybe a fringe first-rounder. Still a – so, again, arguable, debatable starting quarterback in the NFL, dynamic in his playmaking ability. That's just not Kyle. And I think, like, I break it down four ways with a quarterback, right, or, or with with a team. I look at, uh, from the offensive side, there's three things I care about. It is quarterback system and skill playing talent. And then the fourth thing that you kind of look at is, can the defense stifle in one way or another? And, and, and Ohio State, you know, defense has some great moments. I don't know that they're truly, like, they're a top 10 defense, but I don't know they're the 85 Bears. You know, but like, meaning like it doesn't look exactly how you think it is because they don't consistently generate a megaton of pressure. But like, they're just a really stout defense that is almost like a no-name defense. Like, yeah, Tyleek Williams is great. Yeah, uh, uh, Tui Moloau is great. But like, by and large, they're just they're just eleven really good players on the field at the same time. But getting back to the quarterback, or getting back to the offense, it's quarterback, it's system, and it's skilled talent. I know for a fact that that Cal McCord's working with some of the best skill talent oh, yeah. in football. 100%. So then to me, it becomes this push and pull between the system and how Ryan Day uses quarterbacks and the quarterback himself. And every time that I, you, you mentioned trusting Ryan Day, I think there's a conversation to be had about should we be giving that kind of trust to Ryan Day when it comes to quarterbacks? Not saying the guy's a slap ass, but I think that, you know, he might have a couple flaws that I think we can kind of compare things to just in a moment but like getting back to to the quarterback spot 
if you're not a playmaker at the quarterback spot, which now it feels like the number one thing, you can run more, you can pass more, you know, you can be turnover heavy, you can have all sort of flaws, all sort of gifts, but you just got to make plays. That's just not Kyle. Like the plays, when you see him on the field, it is he's getting Marvin Harrison more, mostly because there have been a couple nice throws, as you mentioned, to the sideline or the G Scott touchdown. But most of the big plays are, oh, you hit um, Marvin Harrison on a shallow crossing route and Marvin turned a five-yard play into a 60-yard play. Oh, you hit um, Travion Henderson settled down in right in front of you on a check down and he turned that into a 33-yard play. Like that to me is the, dy- the, the dy- dynamic quality of the offense. So you can win that way. Yeah. But man, I think your margin for error is so slim that in every other facet of the game, you have to play near flawless football. And I don't know Ohio State is built that same way. Two Last year, they were built that way. Two years ago, I think they were built that way. This year, they got a lot of talent. But I don't know they have enough dynamic talent around Kyle to beat Michigan and to win the Big Ten title game and to win two playoff games. They might well, win a few I'm not, of those I, games. I'm not as worried about the Big Ten title game. I, I think that whoever they get out of the West, I think they beat. But uh, Michigan's obviously the big one. And if they do get past Michigan, then, yeah, then it becomes a conversation of, like, what about the playoff games? Are they able to compete with some of these other teams? But, I, I mean, I do think, too, Nick, like this is a year where – I don't know that we've seen any teams that really are like running away with things that that's kind of been the story in the past. You know, Georgia just runs their way through the sec other than maybe a little bit of a challenge from Bama or Bama does the same in the sec and, you know, Michigan and Ohio state basically did it last year in the big 10, but I don't know if we know the full picture of Michigan. We know, I think a good, a good amount, but they haven't really played anybody. Um, And yeah, like I, I think there's, there's questions kind of all around like Florida state looks like they've had some, lapses at times we don't know how that Duke game goes if Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt like there's some questions I think about all these playoff teams which is why I do think that in a year where you don't have that dynamic quarterback CJ Stroud was more dynamic than we we thought he was because they never seemed to run him run him at all and then in the in the basically it looked like Ryan Day saved that part of his game for the 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 playoffs and he was like oh now we'll pull this out and let him use it so maybe he's doing that with McConnell court I don't think that's actually true I'm, I'm being facetious here but, um, yeah, like, I, I think that in a year where there's a lot of questions about a lot of these teams, maybe you can get away with that. Like, maybe you can get away with just getting the ball to Travion Henderson in space or Marvin Harrison in space, and Kyle McCord doesn't have to take over the game for you to be able to win. I, I, I do feel that way. And I do think, to your point, like, that is what the offense has to be. The offense isn't going to be Kyle McCord just lighting it up necessarily or running or scrambling or doing this read option stuff. It's going to be – getting Travion Henderson the ball on a screen, getting Marvin Harrison on a crosser over the middle, and then he makes a big play. And then every now and then, Kyle McCord is going to have to make a play. You're right, the margin of error is thin, but I think that they can get the job done that way. I think they can, but I don't know they will. I, I want to get back to something. Because yeah, I was I was, I was was like writing down, like I was trying to define the lack of dynamism from Kyle McCord, and, I, and it made me realize something. I think you mean, you reasons- mean Honda McCord isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good car. Get you from point. A to B. Um, it has ironically enough has gotten you from point A to point B, but like, I was like, okay, he lacks consistency with touch. He has, has a nice arm, but he doesn't have like an elite arm. 
the decision making is still incredibly slow. Like, yeah. and you can see like he speeds up, and then all of a sudden you you start to kind of see him not panic, but you can he's he's not coming off that one read if he's feeling pressured, and then so so it's not up here that that's not dynamic and then he, he's not a runner in any way shape or form so like if i asked you like what is what does comic Core do really well do you have an obvious answer because i'm i'm jotting Oof. down trying to find something and i'm not trying to dog the kid no, he's no, seen, no, no. like he's done what he has to do to this point but we're we got bigger aspirations here and there's a bar the bar gets raised from michigan game on and i just i can't what's what's the thing what's the thing uh, that you, i think you know? I, as I sit here and stew on it, I think my answer might be that he doesn't – I'm not saying he doesn't panic at all in the pocket, but he doesn't panic in those key moments of games. I think Notre Dame showed us that. I think there was probably some moments in the Penn State game where, like, you were one play away from Penn State kind of getting back in that thing or making it interesting or making it close. And this offense, surprisingly, because I feel like Ohio State in the past has kind of peed down their leg in those moments – um surprisingly they they have been sort of um what's the right phrase they they, uh they've like unwavered in the way that they've kind of handled those situations when the game's on the line or they need a big drive or whatever Uh, that that Notre Dame drive did show me a lot about Kyle McCord and that was only like his third fourth start of his career or uh, of of the season for him um but yeah I, I think maybe that's the one thing you can you can give them but I agree with you that there's not like a skill set thing that's more of like a mental thing than it is like a skill set thing where you're like, oh, this, you know, like these recruits come out of college and you're like, well, this guy's got a strong arm. Oh, this guy's a really dynamic d- dual threat guy. Like that you can pinpoint those things. I don't know if I have an answer for you though. That ilk for Kyle McCord. I agree with you. There. You you really just wanted to say Moxie that whole time, didn't you? <laughs> He's got I Moxie. I didn't okay, think of that one. Moxie. It, that sounds it's like Moxie. That sounds like a good word that uh, Ryan Day would use. He'd be like, "Oh, our team's got Moxie." And his and next rant about, uh, yeah, toughness, toughness and Moxie. And Moxie. Um, <laughs> I feel like every time we talk about uh, a comic cord, I feel like we're in office space. Like, what exactly would you say it is that you do here, Kyle? And I and and here's what I think is really interesting about this is, I think a lot of our, a lot of the Ohio State fears on comic cord also tie right back to Ryan Day. And you kind of threw this one away a minute ago, but like, I think you start to see like CJ, or, or sorry, uh, Justin Fields is the anomaly. Like, look at what CJ Stroud's doing and ask yourself, how many times last year was CJ Stroud put in a, into a situation where he could do what he did on Sunday for 470 yards and four plus touchdowns? And again, I want to be really fair here. I, I don't think Ryan Day's a bad coach, but I do think, like, I think it's fair to ask, okay, the system very clearly generates numbers, and they very, like, when you look at the stat line, it looks pretty, but I do wonder if at points Ryan Day acts as a restrictor plate, and this is where I give Kyle the out to some degree. I wonder if Ryan Day's offense, or maybe Ryan's play calling, acts as a restrictor plate for quarterbacks, because... I don't think I saw the C.J. Stroud I saw on Sunday for the Houston Texans, except in the the Georgia game where that dude was using everything in his arsenal and had his mm. what I think was his finest day as a, as, as a Buckeye quarterback. And so, like, there are – like the Rutgers game. 
And I understand the the defensive scheme that they were playing in early, limited, and you were just taking the easy throws underneath and not overcomplicating it. That's what I'm talking about. I, but I think there were obvious moments where I think, all right, either Kyle or Ryan has to just, it's like a put it on the table moment. All right. And like, I don't know if Kyle's afforded those moments. I don't know he's afforded moments where it's like, hey man, you know, we're up, you know, 14 points here. We need a death knell blow. We're gonna do that. I think yeah. I think I, I, I think th- the system I, puts it on the players, and I think that's a moment where you could build trust with a young quarterback. Well, I and I think from Kyle's perspective, and this is just the way I look at it, like from Kyle's perspective, I'm guessing he probably views it where he's like, Hey, I'm just gonna do what I'm asked to do. You know, first year as a starting quarterback on the Ohio State University but uh football team. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not I don't want to screw it up. Like, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. do what I need to do. But I think from the other perspective where you talk about like the play calling restricting him, I mean, and we talk about it, like Ryan Day, I think sometimes does coach like, like very tensed up. Like I, I think he, he knows the pressure's on and his job's in the line and what's at stake with the, at the school specifically that he's at. And I'm not saying he's sitting there thinking like, well, Gene Smith is going to be gone next spring. What's that mean for me while he's in the middle of a Rutgers game or a Michigan game or whatever. But I like, I think all that stuff weighs on you and you almost wonder in certain situations, if he does coach more conservatively when he's got all these things kind of weighing on when he realizes the pressure of the moment or the pressure of the game, because it is Ohio state and it is a high stress situation. Like I don't envy him. Like, like that's gotta be one of the hardest jobs in the country because the pressure that comes with winning uh, just in general, but also beating Michigan. I mean, think about it. The guy's got, I, I envy him. The guy's the got, well, he's, he's, yeah, he's set for life. He, he's, he's making good money. <laughs> Uh, he he can pick any job he wants, but, but, and if and he's a married man, but if he chose to, he could get boy band ass. All right, those three things, those hey, three things really set you up for life, man. Two digit Urban did so, we, or whatever it is. Uh, oh no no, Irby two did. Irby two did. Don't, don't, don't forget about it. I'm getting closer to getting it right on one of these days. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, I, yeah, you know, you're right about that, but I just think like you think about the stress of that situation and, and the program that he's at. And everything that goes into it. I mean, I mean, Nick, you hear the conversations. The guy's got what six losses in Big Ten or in his career, and what mm-hmm. like two in the Big Ten over the course of his 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 tenure. And it's not good enough for people because he hasn't beaten Michigan now two times in a row. Like, like right. I, I can understand why maybe that would weigh on a guy a little bit. So real quick, I think what I'm talking about more is a mentality. If I'm Ryan Day, that says I got to find three to four minutes, uh, three to four moments in this game where I can go to Kyle and say, hey, I, like, this is your moment. Yeah. I need this from you. And where it, it, it's trust-building moments. Like, I, I watch Kyle sometimes. Did you think and we kind of got that in the Notre Dame game? Because I brought up uh, the last drive. And listen, like, that last drive, man, he made some, like, A-plus, um, like, incredible throws. Like the type of stuff you're looking for when you're looking for a quarterback at Ohio State and somebody who's going to win you a national championship. I mean, that throw to a, a Buka, I remember, was incredible, like amazing. There were some moments in that in that game and on that drive where I was like, okay, this guy can do this. So I think I've seen them at points, uh, meaning like an individual moment in an individual game. But I think, like to me, that's something that needs to be repeated multiple times. Like I. I think I think Kyle's still very much a young quarterback, which has been one of the defenses of him, and it's a proper defense of him. 
And I think to me, like this is, I just, I'm a big proponent on like leadership. Are you doing everything you can to get the best out of this kid? And I think when you see a kid struggling to develop, like I was talking to somebody earlier today and they're like, well, but he's developing. And I'm like, where? And I'm I'm not trying to be an a-hole. Like this is not, to me, that's not on Kyle. Like this kid's clearly a division one quarterback. And, you know, I can buy into the, even the Joe Burrow comp, like, and you just keep him healthy and you like you let him go through his process and maybe the light clicks on next year. Hell, maybe the light clicks on in the Michigan game or maybe it clicks on in in a in a hypothetical playoff game. You know, like maybe, but I think it's the job of the coach mm. to help like okay. to see where the, the player is in his development and then say, All right, we gotta find a way to foster so, that moment. So two questions then. So you Ooh. think Ryan Day is almost holding back Kyle McCord in a way? Um, let me put it this way. I, I'm not certain that he is, but I'm also not certain that he's putting this kid in the best position to develop. And okay. again, Ryan's focusing on winning, which I understand. That's the that's a top bar. You got to win. I get that. But like, if you want to win those games late in the season, the big matchups where you can't just out-talent somebody, you need a confident quarterback and i don't see that in in kyle mccord and i don't i don't know if that's the criticism he's getting i don't know if it's just the pressure of being ohio state's quarterback and following up cj stroud i don't know if it's a pressure of work you know um you know playing for for ryan i i don't know but i think you have to ask yourself that question like is is ryan day maximizing kyle mccord Mm. and the fact that i can't definitively say yes I think allows okay. some room for doubt there. Okay, so then my follow-up to that is, are we too harsh on Kyle McCord? Because if you're saying that maybe it's the, the the situation with Ryan Day and he's not putting him in advantageous situations or he's not helping build his confidence, should we just be kind of be taking – should we be viewing Kyle differently and feel like maybe we're a little too harsh in terms of the way we judge him? And I kind of feel like we are in some instances, Nick. Not not I'm not even saying like you and me specifically. I'm just saying in general because – when these games are going on, you got people ripping Kyle McCord up and down, whether it be uh, on social media or otherwise. And I get it, but at the same time, in the same vein, wait, like, one second. There's a, a little old man, literally just pulled his pecker out and his piston. <laughs> oh my! God. Is he facing you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm eye to eye, my two eyes with his oh one-eyed monster. Like, what are we? <laughs> What are we doing here? Oh, man, this is a priceless moment. Let's mark this. Nice oh. dick, fella. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Christ. Like, is, I mean, I'm not uh, trying to be this guy. Have we lost civility? That's, that's, that, that, is, that takes some some real confidence there to just whip it out when somebody's sitting right there in the in the. In I the, mean, I, well, I, looking that, at he you. made sure that nobody was looking, and I'm like, Did Bro. he give you, like, a wink or anything? Was he like, hey. No, man. because <laughs> I have the blinders down because the lights, the sun's actually out in November in Cleveland, for Christ's sakes. And and it's too bright, so I have. Maybe the he thought you couldn't down. see him. Maybe and this dude, this dude does the old peekaboo, like I don't know. I guess I should pull my dick out. Like, what are we doing here? Oh man, there's well, a this... window in front of you, moron. <laughs> I, it's more that I'm like, I, this is so okay. We will get back to the Ryan Day conversation in two seconds. This is a you looked everywhere but in front of you, dog. <laughs> like, meanwhile. I gotta, I gotta look the snake from Harry Potter dead in the eyes. <laughs> the basilisk. Like, 
<laughs> no, no, no. Whatever. This is not Nagini. a basket. This was a gardener snake. Is yes. what saying. Yeah. This was this was more of your uh, your your mid-sized sedan. But the point is, I'm not shaming here. I'm just, you know, you know what? Maybe let's get back to Ryan Day. Thoughts on Ryan Day and Kyle McCord? Oh man, you think Ryan Day's got a basket with this play calling? <laughs> the way he calls plays? Um, no, no. I think he has. Uh, Another mid-sized sedan, and he knows how to use it, but uh, <laughs> he knows really the limitations no are too. There's really no the way out of this, is there? Oh man! Well, this this segment went off the rails. We went from asking right? if uh, we're too harsh and common accord to uh, going eye to eye with uh, one-eyed um, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I will ask you because I was in the middle of a, the the rant about is he helping or hurting? Do you think Ryan Day? Is 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 helping? Oh, is more helping or hurting the Honda McCord? I hate to be like a fence sitter on this, but I don't really think he. Like, I don't think he's hurting Kyle McCord because I do think Kyle McCord just in general has limitations and he recognizes that. But I also don't think he's 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 not calling the plays he was calling for CJ Stroud last year, right? Where he's not opening up the playbook and being like, "Hey, air it out. I trust you. Go make a play." I like. I agree with you. I'm seeing the same thing but I don't think he's hurting him because I think he understands there's limitations. Like I think he has him on the path he's supposed to be on. I think we kind of understand what this team is. And, you know, I bring up whether or not we're too harsh on McCord. I think that at this point in the season, if you're sitting here expecting in the next three games for for Kyle McCord to take some massive leap where he all of a sudden turns into Dwayne Haskins or whoever, I think that you're missing the boat on who he is as a player. And so I think at this point I'm done sort of sitting here being like, Man, McCord, you got to be better there. You got to like, like I think he just is what he is, and that's kind of what I, I, I think Day is trying to put him in the right situations, advantageous situations to be successful, and I'm kind of trusting him with that. And I guess we'll see if it means you can beat Michigan that way, or win a playoff game that way, or not. But I, I don't necessarily think he's helping, helping him immensely or hurting him immensely. So I want to put a ball on that because I didn't answer your question earlier. Because we got interrupted by uh, the snake from Harry Potter. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I yes, to me it's perspective. If your perspective is the last nine games have not been enough, you're wrong. Kyle McCord has been enough, and he was enough to beat Notre Dame, and he was enough to beat Penn State, and he and he came up big in those moments, and that should be celebrated. But if your perspective is the last nine games aren't enough for what could be the final four games of this season. I think that's a fair perspective. But I think if you put that all on Honda McCord, I do think you're missing the point. Like a quarterback can lack um, a dynamic attribute or lack any level of, of dynamism, and you can still win, right? We remember every Oklahoma quarterback before Baker Mayfield. We remember, um, uh, Matt Leinert. Okay, that's not fair. He was actually pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, like, it can happen. But I think the question is, how much then do you need out of, uh, out of Henderson, out of uh, Maserati Marv, out of that offensive line? Like, what do you need from everybody else? So I, I think the answer is yes. I think we've been too hard on Kyle this whole process, and I don't think that's helping the kid. So I also think you have to ask yourself, what is everybody around him doing to get the best out of him? And I think there should at least be a kernel of doubt, especially with Ryan, about that idea of are you giving him enough moments 
to open it up, to gain confidence, to be the best version. Just because just he's limited doesn't mean you can't maximize his limited ability.